You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody and welcome to a very special crossover episode of Kapow Pop Culture Podcast. We are here with a special theme episode with our pals from the Mickey Bars Podcast. One of them you might be very familiar with. My name is Jordan Lowe. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. And uh, yeah, we've got a couple people here. Uh, Justin Lowe is with us back again. Hi everybody. We brought him in to talk about his specialty what he knows more than probably any of us if we're talking disney justin's on the horn that's right and my <laughs> wife you. is my wife is also here alicia barnes hello and uh if you've listened to any of our mickey bars podcasts which we haven't done forever but we thought this was as good of a reason as any right now you have been you've been sitting on like a bunch of news lately yeah. and it doesn't really fit our kapow like you want to dive really deep into the weeds here oh we're gonna start rolling out <laughs> episodes like crazy <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> with this kind of content how could you not yeah there's definitely a lot of information that's come out in the last week week and a half and i mentioned it to you guys the other our last recording and i was like well maybe we shouldn't Maybe it's not quite right. It would take forever in one of our regular episodes that we've been trying to shorten and on our link time. And uh, it sounded like a whole episode itself. So I said, well, well, we'll wait. We'll put it off and we'll get we'll get back to it. So what are we highlighting on this one? Well, in case anybody didn't know, this is a Disney episode. <laughs> I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a mouse. This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. Paul Michael Eisner. We call it Epcot. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Production. Fun imagination, huh? <laughs> Man, those long bumpers. They will, they will sound so good when I'm making them, but when I play them on the on the episodes, it's like, man. How do you not work that one into every episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, I sit in close proximity to Seth, and I feel like I'd get a backhand every once we in a while. We had to sneak around behind Seth's back to get this, so you better get it all <laughs> yeah, in now. Yeah, Seth, <laughs> Seth isn't here tonight because he did have to work, so that was a, you know our excuse, and we said, we're going to do it tonight, and... I, I mentioned Jordan, told Jordan, I said, well, let's do it old school. We're down here at Asylum Comics, just like we used to do way back in the day. The original bunker. The original bunker. Happy to be here and ready to go. So real fast, we were just talking about, Justin, your last trip. You were just 
down at Walt Disney World. Yep, I uh, just went down in uh, first week of February of this year. Um, we did uh, what five nights, I think. Yeah. Uh, essentially, hit Magic Kingdom twice, hit every other park once, uh, but we also added in the what two extra Magic Hours nights and two of the Disney After Hours, the special hard ticket event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with my DVC membership, it was only like a hundred bucks a person. Nice. Uh, which for two people is a lot different than trying to take a family down. But I will tell you that there literally were about 300 people in the entire park. We walked on to Flight of Passage twice in a row. <laughs> um, wait times for everything were however long it takes you to get from the entrance to where you sit in the car. Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty amazing. Free Mickey bars, free uh, what soda, chips, pop. Yeah. Uh, ice cream sandwiches, the whole nine yards. It was it, for us. It was it was well worth it. We yeah. Now this was your uh, your commando daylight till dark trip, right? <laughs> this was your no yeah, slowing actually, down. Yeah, actually, uh, my wife was on a cruise in the Caribbean with a friend of hers and <laughs> abandoned me. Uh, I went down <laughs> with a friend of mine from uh, from law school, uh, and we did about fifty five miles or so in four and a half days. If the Fitbit is to be, is to yeah. be believed. Yeah, that sounds uh, was, about right. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so shout out to Rebecca if she's listening, which she probably will. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were. I saw. I was tracking you what I could. You were. You were going pretty hardcore down there, um, which you know we may have done ourselves once or twice. So, <laughs> but and and you stayed at the Polynesian, right? That's what you're. Yep, Poly- stayed right at the Polynesian. So you know we were you know a hop skip and a monorail away from two mm-hmm. of the four parks and, and it, it really worked out well yeah perfect yeah. weather i could not complain about anything yeah, but probably still found a way to complain about something on facebook <laughs> <laughs> well and you know the good thing that i heard you say was that your hard ticket covered free mickey bars and your what is it fountain drinks because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand that. We experienced that for the first time um, when we did our Frozen Ever After. Um, yeah, the old dessert party back dessert in the Dessert party, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had no idea that we almost bailed. We were so tired. We're like, we had a four-year-old at the time. And we wanted this experience because Frozen was so fresh. And we went in, we're like, eh, desserts, we've been in the heat all day. But they also, you walk in and there's all these fruity drinks. There's a couple alcoholic drinks for adults. And it's all you care to eat and drink. Yeah. I think that's very important to market to people because Mm -hmm. those hard tickets seem so much more above the normal ticket price. Yeah, because you're you're paying, you know, basically almost a, a separate day's admission. Um, for a few hours, what it amounts to, but you know, that's a that's a pretty major perk when you can walk <laughs> on any ride and you can grab, it, you know, the snacks just on your way or however many you want. That's that's you know, to- everybody I know that's went has totally loved it and um, can't wait to do it again because especially during those hot summer days, man, when those, when, when it's crowded and everybody's fighting over you know to get in this line or that line or this fast pass or that fast pass man this is a great thing i'll I'll never forget in that dessert party you got priority seating for the first parade and we were sitting in the preferred seating 
and another family goes, hey, these are free. And they took four bottles of water, five Mickey bars, yeah. and two Cokes. Yeah, you load up. <laughs> so I saw Justin, you posted a picture. They were so plentiful, you threw yours on the ground, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we, the, the night we were at Animal Kingdom, uh, she grabbed a, uh, a Mickey bar and kind of you know unwrapped it and kind of turned and sort of just kind of Mm-hmm. walking down the pathway and it fell right off the stick and just landed oh. just splat in the thing so I, I stood over it and took a picture and po- of course posted on facebook with the caption you know, what had happened was and like the people at the thing saw her and literally brought her another one Aww. The, the thing that made me the saddest was like i so she she went back to, to grab the new one and i just kind of grabbed her the wrapper and kind of scooped it up off the pavement because it was you know ice cream laying there yeah and they were looking at me like I was crazy. Like, why are you picking that up? I'm like, because we we dropped it, and I'm not a slob. So I, I don't. I, I my guess is they're used to people going, oh, that fell. Yeah. Whoop, time to walk away. Yeah. So. Yeah, normal park yes. day, man. That thing be like that would be six dollars laying on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. That's what they were probably eyeing you to see if you were just gonna lick it. <laughs> I, you know. The, the, the thought crossed. So. <laughs> Five second rule. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So one of the things we're, we're one of the biggest news stories I want to talk about tonight, because our next trip we have planned is in uh, this coming December. And we booked a stay for our family at Caribbean Beach Resort, which we've stayed at several times and always one of our favorite resorts. It's Not, our daughter's favorite. Yeah, it's her yeah. favorite. But. Now with the new Disney Skyliner currently in testing, um, coming and it'll be open. And the idea for me that when I when I'm ready to go to Galaxy's Edge, I can just hop on that gondola system and ride on over to Hollywood Studios. <laughs> that was a big deal for me. So anybody that doesn't know, um, Disney has built a new gondola system. Uh, uh, the cars. I think they fit. It looks like about six to eight people's my guess. Yeah, I, I, I've seen I've seen six to eight or eight to ten, probably yeah. depending on the people. Right, right, depending <laughs> on the people. Um, I was a little skeptical at first because of the rumored no air conditioning, but now that we've seen these things running and how fast they're running, and we've seen the vent ventilated windows, so they are. It looks like it'll keep you cool enough know good enough as we say um so i'm really excited about that they we've seen our first car this week that was uncovered running um through the uh through the uh, property and it looks like it's not going to be long i've heard as early as possibly april um coming on on the new skyliner and i've also heard that disney has already has plans that they're going to expand it possibly down to disney springs at least um, which I think is amazing. That would be a great thing because anytime I don't have to take a bus is a is a good thing for me. I don't mind the buses, but you know. Well, and the gondola, the gondola system is constant feed. Yeah. So with buses, you're waiting, and people with young children, that's frustrating. So I actually heard uh, I heard somebody talking the other day about a possible like three thousand people an hour that thing can move yeah that's amazing 
without burning diesel and gasoline and all the the carbon yeah. uh you know pollution right. and all that kind of thing that but disney's really i think doing a nice job of moving away from we actually when we were down there we drove past the new solar mm-hmm. farm that they've put up it is massive it I is massive. really understand how it is gonna they're they're saying that if you know once the battery uh, storage capacity gets a little bit better from a technological standpoint that they're going to be able to power one or two full parks just from this one solar array yeah. so it's they're 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 actually doing stuff to try to be better and i very much appreciate that yes yes i, I really wish universe of energy had lived to see the day and they could have finally updated that that old yeah. 1980s or 1990s film and <laughs> I, I will say I will say that one of the best parts, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get to this in the, in the update section, but with some of the construction that's going on at the Magic Kingdom now, they have the Tomorrowland Speedway shut down. Yeah. And I can tell you that that walk from the Mad Tea Party over towards Space Mountain yep. was the quietest, mm-hmm. most easily breathable walk I've had in that, that one little walkway right there. Cause it always stinks like diesel exhaust <laughs> yeah. and you can't hear anything. Cause there's 60 lawnmower engines going nonstop all day, right. every day. And it was quiet. It was peaceful. There weren't a lot of people there. It was really, really nice. So I, I, I almost believe that somewhere out there, Disney is sitting on the ability to, you know, come out with some sort of hybrid car or electric mm-hmm. car or something other than, you know what they've got there now so yeah i've always when that thing reopens i've always wondered why they, we didn't already have the electric cars you know they could have easily updated and and even in theme but oh, so time yeah um i gotta one, say i've seen star wars a bunch and i ain't never seen a gondola in star wars <laughs> <laughs> well it just takes you to it jordan <laughs> i want to ride around one of those little hoth buggies yeah. that carries people around the hoth base <laughs> yeah i think i think that's the title episode nine star wars buggies. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so real quick just to recap um the disney skyliner will run from the pop century art of animation bridge um the main hub will be at caribbean beach with a stop uh i, I believe at the riviera or the riviera will share the station with Caribbean beach and you'll be able to hop on over to either Epcot or Hollywood studios from that. Um, if you're staying at those resorts. So, um, I look for it to be extremely popular. I've seen a lot of people just skepticism, you know, like anything, but they hate it until they try it. So anyways, moving on, we got to talk about galaxy's edge or better yet, Batu. <laughs> so um i'm sure justin when you were just down there you peeked over the toy story land fence to see what I, you could I, see i tried but um julian edelman and tom brady were in the way so i ran away <laughs> because i wanted because we flew down on super bowl sunday i flew through the yeah. atlanta airport on super bowl sunday because i make terrible choices yeah you're a brave soul <laughs> Yeah, a lot of Patriots fans down there, and I was not happy to be around any of them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got I got some good pictures of a blank wall uh, right there Mm. at the end of what used to be the streets of America. So it's it's yeah, you know, you you can see it when you drive by all the scaffolding and stuff, and they're Mm -hmm. starting with the rock work and 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 that sort of stuff. But it's a pretty closely guarded secret, and 
they took my drone away so I couldn't fly over and get any good shots. <laughs> so the big thing, um, just as a whole, this new land's coming to Disneyland. It's going to open in June and then August 29th um, in Walt Disney World. Now, what we know right now is... It's going to be more of a soft open, what they used to call a soft open. It's going to open with one of the two rides actually operating, Smuggler's Run. The Millennium Falcon ride is going to be the one on, at least for a little while, that's going to be uh, the thing to go to. But my big takeaway was this. The entry point is very small. The two entry points in Hollywood Studios is, are very small, considering, like, when you walked in, walk into Magic Kingdom, you have the big train station, you go underneath. Um, now, keep in mind, Magic Kingdom was built, or Disneyland was modeled off, to, off after Disneyland, which was built by movie makers. Yeah. It's very c- cinematic, and when you walk through there, you get that big reveal of the castle, just very gradually. And you just, it's kind of, you know, you have to take it in for a moment. So I think the same thing is what we're going to get out of Galaxy's Edge and the fact that out of these small little entry points, a big horde of people are going to be, you know, more or less shoved through there. (laughs) Um, So you think it's going to be a tight fit? I think it will be at the gate. And I think as, as you come out of that, you're going to have that very cinematic reveal again. I would say you're right, but that's like any other Disney entrance. They have um, a fast opening, they push you through the gate, and then boom, you're there. Right, which I'm very much looking forward to that reveal. That <laughs> You're going to come across, where we're going is this new planet, it's called Batu. it's not in any of the current movies or anything like that. So the actual town or the village or whatever you want to call it is actually Black Spire Outpost. The story being something a line of in the line of the um, the first order has arrived recently, and they're looking for something. Okay, so in the Black Spire outpost, you're it's going to be bustling like a cityscape, or you know, you're going to have uh, cast members dressed in appropriate attire for Star Wars, and uh, eventually, possibly, we've heard droids actually roaming free. So let's talk about the attire for a minute. <laughs> okay. Are you, yeah. So they say that they're going to try and limit guests and their costumes. Yeah. So what we're what we're hearing for now, at least, is the simple fact that they don't want people showing up at the park dressed as Jedi's and Sith Lords. Well, they Lords frown and, on that. They don't let people dress up as princesses and that sort of stuff well, right now, do they? To an extent. Yeah. yeah. Like. It's perfectly normal for a for a little kid to come in in a princess dress. Yeah. Um, but for a, an adult to do it, it's a different story. You can't really cosplay because other guests get confused. They think you're part of the show, <laughs> and then they want to stop and get pictures thing of that nature. So, but I have something to say about that because they're selling costumes. Like legitimate costumes. Well, it's okay. And the merch. Yeah, it's okay to buy them once you're actually in there. If I buy that, I'm probably going to wear it. I'm going to go to the bathroom, change clothes, and walk around in it. Well, I think that's what that's what's going to happen with a lot of. Cliff folks. says, "If I want to Donald Duck around this place, I'm going to Donald <laughs> Duck right. right down Main Street. Be doing the no pants dance." 
Yeah, I, and I think that's what they want is they, you know, this just a, this land has cost a lot of money that they need to recoup pretty quickly. So the idea that, hey, we can sell Star Wars outfits, don't bring your own. Well, out, you can outfit yourself once you get there. And I've, you know, we've seen the artwork for it and it's clothing that looks very, um, what do I want to say? Ingrown into the Star Wars universe. You look, you know, you if you want to dress like a villager, you can buy a few little things and and kind of look that way. If you want to look like a Jedi, we've seen those robes. Also, I agree. Um, the cast members themselves have a pretty big variety in what they're going to be wearing. Um, I'm hearing it's a lot of new fabrics, synthetic fabrics, um, made out of a lot of mesh stuff like that. So the heat won't be such a factor hopefully for the cast members but um it's kind of neat they can you know a lot of these cast members are almost going to be actors in a way um just the way they'll because you're into that world once you get there and the interaction is going to be a lot a big part of that from cast members um because let's face it there's going to be a ton of people there and uh, not everybody's going to be able to run right onto you know the Millennium Falcon and and go experience that over and over. There has to be a lot of other stuff to do and interact with. So, so yeah. So we we've seen the uniforms. Um, the First Order look very military, clean, dark gray. Um, those cast members will be wearing along the First Order Black Spire area of the of the land, and then. That's where um, the Millennium Falcon is going to be. Um, I'm taking it as the Millennium Falcon is going to be like the weenie for this area, right? That 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 was the the, the thought that I had. Um, you know, it's it's instantly the most recognizable ship I think of the whole Anywhere. Star Wars universe. Um, so I I think they're and, and I think they're going to end up figuring out a way to display it that's going to pull people you know i'm guessing back into that that area for for that smuggler's run or whatever the yeah the the official name is yeah that everyone will call the falcon ride right (laughs) it's a one-to-one scale so this is the definitive now millennium falcon is going to be in this park i just i i picture this just wall in front of the of people grown men (laughs) teary-eyed on opening day when they actually see it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the funniest things is one of the pieces of concept art that Disney released for uh, at the big D23 Expo here the, in the last week or so showed, like, one guy and his <laughs> daughter, like, walking through an empty courtyard, and, and everybody's <laughs> like, that's not what it's going to no. look like. <laughs> not even close. 8,000 people there. <laughs> So, so yeah, so we've, we've got our outfits, our cast members are all equipped now. They look like Star Wars people um, from that universe. They're, you're going to have your first order, and then there's actually going to be a trail of some sort that leads back into like a forest area, and that's going to be the resistance area of the, of the land. So I've heard it being called the, re- the resistance area forest or um i think there's some there it looks like they've carved out a base out of out of like a cave more or less and that's where the other that's where the other ride will be located i want ewok village (laughs) ewok village 2022 (laughs) 
Yup, yup. So, so yeah, and it, the X wing. I've heard X wings, A wings will be back in the in in that area, kind of hidden off, um, secret base type thing. And that's where you'll the the big attraction, the Rise of the Resistance attraction, which may be the coolest thing if it lives up to all the hype that Disney probably has ever done. So we're t- yeah the, the the hype on this Rise of the Resistance yeah the Rise of the Resistance. Yep. I, they are everything I've read about it says that that what Disney is very much trying to do is get away at least for this particular experience to get away from the thing where you stand in line for a while you ride the ride you get dumped off in the gift shop and then you move on to the next thing yes um, that this is like it's not just going to ride the ride it's it's an it, what it sounds like is that it's going to take you quite a bit of time to actually get through the entire experience. There are elements of, of, you know, live actors and there are animatronic pieces and there's ride elements and it's all, according to what we're hearing, sort of this seamless thing yeah. that that is, is, you know, sounds like it's going to take up, a, you know, a big chunk of your morning to actually get through this whole thing and to experience it. Um, and it sounds like it's going to be different every time you go through it because you're going to interact with different with different actors and different elements of the, of the attraction. And I think that's... You know, if you're only going to have a couple of sort of e-ticket rides in this area, and you can keep them fresh and 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 keep them, you know, keep the experience different each time a guest comes through, I, you're really going to get a lot of bang for your buck. And I, I think that's smartly what Disney's doing here. Right, right. We hope so. Yeah. So, let me ask you guys. I was going to ask everybody this tonight. This. Batu, Galaxy's Edge, whatever you want to call it, is set in more or less the Disney Star Wars universe. These are it's based off mostly off the new movies, okay? Which we currently having another one coming out in December. Are you okay with that? Yeah, cuz that's this generation Star Wars. That's yeah. that's the current thing. I wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect a little crinkly puppets and you know like whatever OG Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> Which you know it's all close enough. Because I know Jordan, and Jordan has told me many times that his Star Wars it remains in the original trilogy, and I somewhat feel that way too. I'm not a prequel fan. Um, had they done this, you know, 15 years ago and set it in the prequels we would be it would be a completely different thing <laughs> that i would not be nearly as excited about but this is a star wars more or less especially with my daughter this is what she's grown up with and i'm excited for her yeah i have no problem with ray and fan and mm-hmm. poe being the center yeah we don't have as we talked for princess leia handed out chocolate medals and stuff like i'm sure there'll be some of that but yeah these are the new stars of Star Wars, so they deserve the spotlight. I have no problem passing the torch on. Well, yeah. because the story has to start somewhere. I mean, they made that story that way, and you knew that another generation was going to have to look at it a different way. I I think I'm still a little surprised that they didn't incorporate more original trilogy in it of in some way. I mean, of course, Chewie's going to be there, the Falcon's going to be there, stuff like that, and I'm sure... There will be little nods, you know. Um, we've we've heard the stories about they went and took Kenny Baker's original R two 
D2 unit and they molded the wheels and made like a little cart. And when they were pouring the concrete in this new Star Wars land, they rolled the cart through to make <laughs> authentic <laughs> R2 tracks, right? So Yeah, and I... I think from a from a storytelling perspective, which uh, you know, the best elements of of the Disney parks really get back to that element of of telling a story. When you, you know, if you'd based it in the prequels, everybody knows where the story goes. Those prequels lead up to the original trilogy, and and you're kind of locked into that that narrative. Yeah, I mean, there there are side quests, and you mm-hmm. can feel, follow, you know. Jar, the Adventures of Jar Jar, if you really wanted to. Oh, that would be um, sad. That would not be a good ride. Um, <laughs> but if if you sort of start Batu here at, at this point in the in the expanded Star Wars universe, you have almost unlimited storytelling capability. Yeah, um, they can take so, it and, where and they want now. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they're very cognizant of that, where they don't want to lock themselves into telling the story that people already know mm-hmm. um i think this gives them the ability to to do new things and certainly with you know digital technology uh, just like the star tours ride you know when they went and and went on the the planet from last jedi that new planet was incorporated into into star yeah. tours immediately kind of overnight yeah uh, it, it, you know it was it was kind of a fun way to do things we're like wait i just saw that in that other thing and now i'm <laughs> seeing it here and this is great and i'm gonna go buy the souvenir and Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they have. That's a good point. They have incorporated already um, things from Clone Wars characters from Clone Wars and, and Star Wars Rebels that were are on um, Disney Channel, and um, with the new the new the at least two new series in, uh, running on uh, Disney Plus, the streaming service. Yeah, you know, the Mandalorian and that Cassian Andor. I'm sure I've. You know, my understanding is there is a U-wing like they had in Rogue One that they're you're going to board and um, as a transport ship, and that's how you get caught onto uh, Rise of the Resistance and become a prisoner of the First Order. So, I'm sure none of this stuff is sneaking up on them. Like it's all when they're planning a new movie, they're thinking about the parks and the merchandise and the cartoons. Like it's all one thing and the synergy is strong with this one. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So let's talk um, briefly about the two rides themselves, since we've already mentioned it. Smuggler's run is going to be um, the millennium Falcon ride as everybody's going to call it. And this is going to be a simulator ride of some sort, multiple cocktails, cockpits of the millennium falcon where you and five other people will enter to actually go on a mission okay there's a hondo um talking about characters from rebels and clone wars there's an audio anim- animatronic of the, of the space pirate smuggler hondo anaka okay he's a i believe a ye ye we from like return of the jedi do you remember the skiff guards they had the horns on, like, for a beard. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's one of those guys. Okay. Okay. So um, he's going to, he has made a deal with Chewbacca to exchange parts for the Falcon if you go run a mission or something like that. So um, the big thing is, is we're going to get to pilot the Falcon. 
Or I, one of the five. Well, and... Oh, if you think I'm not sitting in Han, Han Solo's chair, you are mistaken, sir. I'm paid for this trip. He is knocking our kids out of the way, I guarantee it. You guys are gunners. But There's going to be saying, some slap fights. And, you know, what they're saying is that the experience is throughout the whole Millennium Falcon. And the buttons, actually, you don't fail... But if you don't interact, you don't succeed the mission. Yeah. So it's not like in mission space where you just start pushing buttons and <laughs> you still make it. If you really can not succeed. You can have an effect on. Right. Yeah. And it will follow you. Like, you know, through your Magic Band or your Disney app, um, Play Disney app, and out in California, you'll be able to. You know, people will interact with you. Oh, well, hey, I saw you did really good on that mission. Or, hey, you've kind of tore up the Falcon a little bit. <laughs> but you won't be able to actually crash and burn. And, you know, I waited in line for six hours. And then <laughs> the idiot flying the thing 30 seconds into it blew it up. We're not going to have that. So just yeah, remember so your... Go ahead, Justin. That's the part that scares me is because based on... I... Most of the people I go with do not ride the 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 more intense side of mission space. Uh -huh. So it's always like me and three giggling teenage girls, or <laughs> me and three folks to whom English is not a native language. So I'm, I'm listening to the computer going, "Fire thrusters now!" And they're just like, "La la 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 la." And I'm like, "Y'all know we're gonna die, right?" But then the computer overrides is like, "Never mind, I've got it." Yeah. So I, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they how they save you in the Falcon when you've got a bunch of people there who are not paying attention and right. just flicking switches randomly. Yeah, so what <laughs> what you're going to have, um, Jordan, is you, you'll have six seats. You'll have the Han and Chewie position. And then two behind that, you'll have two flight engineers and two gunners, which I was – I mean, it's not quite accurate because everybody knows the. Yeah. I mean, the gunners climb up into the pod. Yeah, and... I mean, come on, how hard is that? <laughs> yeah, you throw on the headset, and I'm, I'd be all for that. But so yeah, so just the idea that I can I can actually fly, pretend fly the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> and yell punch it, Chewie! At some point, you got me right there. But I'm assuming that. Much like in the guitar shop in Wayne's World, there's a sign that says no, you know, no stairway. No, no in punch both it. of the both of the gunner seats, there's going to be a little sign that says, "Please don't yell, don't get cocky," because we've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh look, they said it again. <laughs> I want to sit in the back and say, "What's that flashing?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. The, the the thing I was going to point out is the actual queue area. Um, at one point, you get into the Falcon, right? You enter the Falcon, and you're in the Falcon. Yeah, to step over Jabba. Yeah. Awkwardly <laughs> CGI Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the hollow chest table actually there. Now, originally, Chewbacca was supposed to have almost a mini meet and greet in this area. He was going to be there. And take selfies with people, but apparently people were so enamored by just the Falcon itself, there wasn't enough time to do a selfie with Chewie and sit at the hollow chest table or, you know, sit where Han sat when, when Luke's learning the ways of the Force and he's got the uh, blast shield down and all that. So, so this is going to be probably 
a million Instagram photos of everybody that ever goes there sitting at that table is what I anticipate there. Well, they did such a good job with Star Tours, walking in and like the area yeah. and the scenery and the environment. You know, the further you get into the ride, the more electronic it gets. Just as a single ride itself. Right. Fairly immersed into that world. I agree. So I th- immediately, I'm excited about the Millennium yeah. Falcon. Yeah. So we have the Falcon ride, and then like we talked about, the other ride is going to be the I think the big one, the Rise of the Resistance. Um, this is rumored to be like possibly four area changes um, along the way. So think of um, uh, you board a a ship, a, a transport ship. You're accompanied by Poe Dameron and his X-Wing. You come under attack by the First Order. Poe gets away. You get caught in a tractor beam. You're brought in into, you know, the big hangar. The giant hangar. Stormtroopers. Um, a TIE fighter all in there. You're taken into a, um, like a jail area. A prison area. Um, and then someone shows up possibly Finn um, to help you escape. And this is where we get in the, in the trackless ride vehicle with the little droid in front. Think each area you're going to actually, you're going to start, I think a rumored about 48 to 50 people. And each time you go to a different area, you'll be broken up into a smaller group. So by the time you get to that trackless vehicle, there's going to be like 12 of you left and you'll, this is where you take off. And you encounter the big adats, and they're firing at you, and you run between their legs, that type of thing. Okay, with all leading up to you manage to your group gets into an escape pod, which then jettisons you out, and there's some sort of drop we know of because there's a height restriction. It's what's anticipated. So this is the one that was rumored to be around 28 minutes. They're saying now it's not near 28 minutes, but it's got to be like 15, right? Justin's shaking his head yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clarification. I, 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 there's <laughs> got to be a time element in there, or, or you know, I don't think they're going to try to rush people through this. If, if they're going to spend the time on the thematic elements and the scenic elements, you know, they're, they're going to want people to enjoy it, but not stand around and take, you know, Instagram photos of every right. square inch of yeah. the entire thing. Yeah, so you, I'm guessing, you know, they'll, they'll take your time, enjoy it. But, you know, eventually if you don't move, the cattle prods come out and it's time to right. move on to the next Yeah, scene. They're going to move you on to the next area. So um, I've heard really good things about this one. This is the one that's going to open later on. Okay. In the resistance forest. So those are your two main rides. Um, let's talk about some of the food. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves love the food. food. So, um, the big, we know there's going to be a cantina, of course. It, it's called, is it Ula's or Uga's? I've heard. Oga's. Oga's. Oga's Cantina. Um, this will be with the DJ Rex, formerly of Star Tours, the old pilot from back in the day. Um, he'll be spinning some sort of Star Wars music, a three-hour loop throughout the... <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you won't actually... It's going to be a long loop, so it's like next-generation sunny eclipse is what I would compare oh. it to. If you got sick of It's a yeah. Small World, wait till you hear the Cantina song. <laughs> Play it again! <laughs> 
Wait, what's that song? You want to hear one again? <laughs> one more time. Yeah, yeah. So um, in Disneyland, this you will be able to actually get alcoholic drinks for once, but you will not be able to carry them around the park. Um, you will have to drink them there. However, in Hollywood Studios, you will be able to, you know, take them beyond the uh, the cantina itself. So, um, Justin, have you looked at any of this food yet? I yeah, I, I flipped through it this afternoon, and I'm I'm flipping through it again now. Uh-huh. Um, I the fact that they've they've given us a shout out and given us an actual thing that they think is going to be called the milk stand makes me happy. Yep. Um, it's my understanding that that you can get the blue or mm-hmm. the green. Um, I'm assuming the green milk will not come from the same source as it did in the Last Jedi. Um, no, we're pretty sure it's Nippolis. <laughs> Yeah, nippleless milk this time. <laughs> That's for um, Seth. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's you know some of it is is you know let's take a, a you know a beef tenderloin and give and give it a kooky name. But yeah, I, you know they've put some time into it. That you know there's some there's some new things that it looks like they're going to try. Um, yeah, and, I was a little like surprised it, you know, by by the it wasn't standard um, mm-hmm. theme park fare, just made to look kind of funny. It, yeah. it, it, it's a little bit more adventurous. And like you were saying, the blue and the green milk are actually going to be, um, I, I've heard rice milk. It's non-dairy. Yes. And they are going to be a citrus flavor and I think a berry of some sort. So, yeah. So, you know, if you have allergy problems, it won't be an issue like our kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, for the dietary restrictions, you know, Disney's always great about that. So when I was looking over the restaurants, my fear was that they were going to basically duplicate the menu for Pandora because mm-hmm. the food is good in Pandora. I mm-hmm. mean, even our, even though it's a little different, um, our kids still eat it. And we enjoy it, and it's healthy, and... It's a nice alternative. To the parks. Yeah. I agree. So when I was reading over these menus, I was just super excited that they didn't do that. They still went a little exotic, but they didn't duplicate it, so... Yeah, it's like they they, they learned from the the new Skipper's Cantina there in uh, the Magic Kingdom, where they tried to do something that wasn't just chicken fingers and cheeseburgers and that sort of thing and actually you know give you the opportunity to you know sit down and eat something that that maybe you wouldn't eat you know in a, in a normal absolutely uh, you know normal day so and we love skipper cantina it's oh yeah. yeah yeah um, skipper canteen yeah. yeah our um we went our last trip and i'm sure that's one of your restaurants as well justin because it's good food i mean yeah. it's it's it really was surpri- well yeah. It was surprising how well we liked the food because mm-hmm. we weren't sure going into it. It was a little different. We hadn't ate there before. We're not the biggest Jungle Cruise fans, and it's all Jungle Cruise skippers are your waiters and your servers. And um, yeah, everything we had, we had a group that went, and everything mm-hmm. we had, we all liked. Mm-hmm. So, so good on them for that because that restaurant has gotten a lot of criticism uh, since it opened. Um, but I was gonna I was gonna read off just a couple because I know Jordan's curious um, of the alcoholic drinks. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the names are the Outer Rim, 
um, which is an exotic margarita with black salt rim and passion fruit rum punch. Okay. The Yub Nub, which you know I'm getting, which is uh, fruity flavors of some sort, and the Jedi Mind Trick. You drink it out of the helmet of a stormtrooper. That's right. <laughs> the, it's like going to a baseball game. You get ice cream the in, mini, a, in a baseball yeah. helmet. Same thing. Same thing. Um, there's the Jedi Mind Trick, which is uh, some sort of grapefruit flavored... Um, Start sweet but turn savory botanical drink. Um, I'm holding my, out for porg squeezins. Porg squeezins. <laughs> <laughs> There's the fuzzy tauntaun, which is uh, some sort of creamy lemon cocktail. The Bespin fizz. I'd be up for that. Um, which is a bubbling twist on a cosmopolitan. Um, I thought it'd be a Colt 45. <laughs> Lando brings it out. Two zigzags. <laughs> oh yeah, Billy D. I wonder what you've been doing. Um, we've got uh, some draft beers, uh, Bad Motivator IPA, and a White Wampa Ale. So just some of the things you'll be able to get um, besides the blue or green milk. They okay. also have a non-alcoholic drink called Moof Juice, which kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> Looks like some sort of mango peach kind of thing. I just have a picture of it, not a description. But yes, Moof Juice. Yeah. It's the leftovers from the Tusker house. <laughs> yeah. I think so. They oh. brought it over. Um, there's, a, uh, some, there's a quick service restaurant called Docking Bay 7. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is um, probably going to be, I'm, I know it's going to be popular because so many families that, or, you know, DVC that don't do dining plan, that type, type of thing, usually hit up the, the quick service a lot. Um, but you sit in cargo pods, is what it says. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when I was reading the reviews, it says in Docking hmm. Bay 7, you can sit and you dine in cargo pods. So I imagine this a lot like the restaurant in Pandora. Um, but when I was looking over the menu, it was um, a little different. I, yeah. I think what I've gathered is Tip Yip is like chicken in their language. Mm-hmm. It, well, it says fried Endorian, as in the moon of the far moon of Endor. Mm-hmm. Tip Yip. Yep. So, yeah, it looks like, yeah, fried chicken, mashed potatoes. Um, presented as a large rectangular nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the fried chicken mashed potato nugget, please. Um, yeah, so that that's going to be there. Um, I know there's uh, Ronto's Roasters. Mm-hmm. It's which, a rotisserie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Um, the theme being, it looks like a big pod racing engine. That they've taken and they're cooking it, <laughs> cooking your food on the pod racer engines, the gimmick, which I thought was pretty cool. Now, where do the when the really poor people come through and they say half portion? <laughs> <laughs> I wondered about that. The little green bread. I was yeah, like, I want to make that. You get that? Yeah, you dip it in your water. Yeah, and it's instant. <laughs> I'm gonna hold out for Kenny Ronto's roasters. Oh. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so it it sounds like there's going to be 
they've learned because I was that's one thing about Toy Story Land. Uh, there's only one place to eat. Now it's not a very big land compared to this, but Woody's Lunchbox is the only place to go right there. So I think maybe they've they've anticipated better that hey we better have plenty of places to eat along the way. So give me an average. You go to Disney. How how long do you spend in like Toy Story Land? Is it something you can spend all day in? No, because I'm assuming Star Wars people will want to just. It'll be all day. For you'll them. just go yeah. and you won't leave. Yeah, I think it'll be a different experience. Um, Toy Story Land consists of what three rides? You've got yeah, Mania. Slinky Dog and uh, Alien Swirling swirling Saucers. And then you have, there. of course, there's a meet and greet with Woody and Jesse. um, And Woody's Lunchbox where you can grab something to eat. It's a quick service. So Star Wars is how many times bigger um, or more expansive or more restaurants, more attractions, more... Because I believe uh, Star Wars is somewhere around 20 acres. Does that sound about right? That, that sounds about right, and, and I don't think Toy Story Land is much more than probably think, four or five. It's 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 pretty tightly packed. Well, I think it's got a lot of area that you is show building. It's um, just uh, yeah, yeah. If you count, yeah, if you count uh, the the coaster, the space that the coaster takes up, and, yeah. and that sort of thing, but like walkable space, it's it. You're, yeah, you're pretty tight in there. Yeah, you're not. Because we didn't spend a lot of time there. We went a couple, went through it a few times, but we didn't spend a lot of time. I really love the theming. I was, mm-hmm. I can honestly say I was a little disappointed because mm. I there's there was no shade. Yeah, that's an issue. You know, there, and you know, we have children, and even though they're not little kids, we still need to eat, have places to drink. There's nowhere to just grab a drink. Yeah, yeah, that's that was so, my big takeaway was there. There's no nothing else besides that one stand that you can get anything at. And as fun as the alien saucer swirl is, I'm it's okay. Uh, Toy Story Mania is just a Barnes family staple that will always be there. Yeah, we've been doing that for you know right what feels like forever. Now. And Slinky Dog was fun, but nothing wowed me like the Star Wars has gone to. Yeah, no, I don't think there's going to be a comparison when it's all said and done i really enjoyed slinky dog uh coaster i think it's a lot of fun i think it's something different for that park but yeah th- i think star wars is just gonna i'm gonna be dumbfounded when i walk through there and just in awe completely so yeah i would agree so yeah so just um there's gonna be a lot of cool drinks a lot of um ex- i don't want to say exotic but there's going to be a variety of things because more also, adventurous. Yeah, well, they have what they call um, kept a meatball dish. Yeah. So that's going to be plant based. That's going to be for people that you know. We're, yeah, that surprised me. There's a lot of plant based food. You gotta get your greens. <laughs> Apparently, we're, so. we're going solar. We're going plant based. Everything. I don't know about that. But, but. if. If you had the choice to eat something lighter and not as heavy, wouldn't you choose that? Oh, I'm getting that indoor in tip you. Okay, but think two years back <laughs> where we had Ohana one night and then we had the Italian restaurant in Hollywood Studios, Mama Melrose, 
for yeah. lunch. Yeah, you're How miserable, miserable were we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just roll me down Main Street. <laughs> A gondola droops on the trip back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I want to say one more thing about the restaurants. Okay. Is they were talking about these so-called hot dogs, but they're not hot dogs. They are little pork roasts. Space hot dogs? Well, it's sold at um, the roaster's rotisserie or whatever. But it says that they're Ronto wraps, oversized pita, lined with slices of pork roast. So Hmm. I'm envisioning that there's replacing a hot dog with actual sausage and hmm. yeah going from there with it well that would be so, it's, so it's like a hot dog but instead of a hot dog it's made of meat so that'll be a good that'll be a good change <laughs> i don't know it could be plant-based <laughs> that's not what it says but it's in a wrap it's it's not in a bun it's more of a wrap correct it's, okay it's like flatbread so yeah. it's going to be like a pork it's going to be like a pork roast so i'm guessing like italian sausage type hmm. deal i don't know wonder what they call the mustard Get no. mustard with that i don't know so yeah so um so we talked a little bit about the clothing we talked somewhat about the ride we talked about some of the food um some of the other things we know is there's going to be a lot of like we were talking about with the interactiveness um, you'll be able to use the Disney Play app to kind of occupy time while you're there. There are, will be different missions. I think it's going to be similar probably to um, the Kim Possible thing in uh, yeah. Epcot, but better. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but it will, especially for kids, you know, that's that's something I think a lot of families experience nowadays is trying to keep your kid out of their phone while they're in on vacation in the park and that might be a good way that they're still accessing their phone but they're having fun in the land and interacting while they're doing it so that could be a good thing um because younger people right now are all about the the interactiveness i'm very content for me growing up um with the disney parks that i did that I love a dark ride. I just ride through it. I, I look at all the cool stuff and then I get out and it's over. The kids want to be more involved, I think. And I think that's a big thing where we're headed with Star Wars. So so speaking of kids and Star Wars, you want to talk about a little bit more of the merch? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll let's talk, talk about, about the lightsabers and <laughs> what they're going to do with that since they took it away from us last year. Yeah. So a big thing with my kids is no matter how old they get when we come out of star tours and you're into the gift shop you get to build your own lightsaber right there and the thing it's cheap plastic it looks like a toy i mean it is a toy but for the price we pay for that thing every year they build a new one it's outrageous so finally we're getting a new experience where very similar to the wands in Harry Potter where you go and, and get your interactive wand. There's going to be a, a new little se- almost secret shop. They're talking about maybe have, needing to know a password to get in. They're only taking 14 people in at a time. 
where you'll it's an experience where you can build your own lightsaber hilt they look metallic mm -hmm. I've, I've heard they're not they said it's a heavy duty plastic yeah mm -hmm. um with a brush with a brushed metal coating yeah mm -hmm. We don't know the exact price on it. Rumor right now is for the hilt part itself, somewhere being around a hundred bucks. If th there's an actual, you can get the blade too, where the blade fits all the way inside and pops out like a regular lightsaber and illuminates. Um, the blade part being somewhere around 50, 60 bucks additionally. So think, okay, w what's the price of a one day admission to Hollywood studios now about a, Hundred bucks. About hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, about hundred bucks to get in the park, and then you come out with a two hundred buck, two hundred dollar lightsaber. <laughs> so that's taking my uh, hit my wallet harder, harder than ever. But I think it's you know the rumored twenty minute experience where you're actually you go and you pick your kyber crystal, which powers the lightsaber, and putting it in. Also having accessories you can buy, of course holocrons and different things that you can interact your crystal and your lightsaber with um got any more on it no oh, okay i was just you look like you were that, gonna say something no i was just thinking that you know our children at 18 and 13 will still oh they're still gonna do it oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. lightsaber fights are going to be more intense in the evening <laughs> yeah I, I, I do wonder how they're how the cast members because you know it's gonna as soon as that sun goes down there's going to be lightsaber fights everywhere throughout <laughs> the park and i wonder how they're going to deal with that so I, I will say this for anybody who hasn't been down there in a while if you remember when you come out of star tours and you've, you've finished your mission and 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 you come out and, and shockingly you're dropped in a gift shop if you remember what how chaotic and crowded and and kind of awful that gift shop was on the way yeah. out of Star Tours. They have completely blown it up. It is much more open. I don't know where they found all the extra space, but <laughs> it, it's about. It feels like it's three times bigger than it used to be. They probably um, just removed so, that wall. I think that's what they did. It is mm -hmm. a lot easier to actually get off the ride and get out of the building now. Um, even if you don't want to shop, you know, you could look at a couple of things, but it used to be where you're trapped behind 60, oh, 70 people just was, trying to get to the barn door to get out. And now it's, you could actually get off the ride and get out of the building in a expeditious fashion. Yeah, it was total chaos. And when we were, we were down there at Walt Disney <laughs> and World. just add lightsabers to that mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny because before the build your own lightsaber was right at the exit door of that shop. It was yep. like the last thing you had to, you know, try and get through on your way out. And my kids never got through it. We always ended up with the new lightsaber. But, but when we were down there in September, they had it completely under construction. Most of the there was very limited merchandise, and everything else was kind of roped off. So you're saying now it it, it was done when you were down there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's it's really wide open. It's 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 a much nicer experience getting off Star Wars now. I I got you. I now gotcha. what about like with the meet and greets with Kylo Ren and Chewbacca, there's at, that gift shop that at Launch you, Bay. Yes. Yeah. So is that still pretty well put together, Justin? I mean, we actually skipped that part. Um, mm -hmm. We were doing other character meet and greets, so we we, we skipped the Kylo Ren area. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't been in that that side of it in a couple of years, so I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I actually um, now the day we're recording here, March the eighth. 
um, I read today that they had Ray in the Chewbacca uh, meet and greet with Chewbacca, hmm. where it used to just you went in and saw Chewie, but they had Ray in there today for some reason. But I don't know if that's something permanent or not. But um, so yeah, so in addition to the building your own lightsaber, there's also going to be a building your own droid shop. I, I think our family will enjoy that as well. <clears throat> yeah, so some sort of conveyor belt runs through it with different droid parts. And you just pick them up as you as you go, pick out what you want, and build your customized droid, which um, interacts. Yeah, it's yes. of course it's not gonna be. It's not Jordan. It's not full size. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint <laughs> I'm you. I'm imagining where there's the ugnots or whatever those little guys are, <laughs> the little pigmen <laughs> with like bags of droid parts, like throwing them on yeah. the bear. Yeah, and very much like Chewbacca um, carrying C-3PO. Right. They're they're actually selling a little backpack that awesome. you can put your droid in and carry it around with you. So yeah, at least we get that. But um, yeah, the droids apparently um, kind of like if you remember Pal Mickey back in the mm-hmm. day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, the droid will interact with different things throughout the land. So um, one of the things that I noticed, and, and I had never noticed this before, talking about some of that interactivity. Uh, we went through, and this is the first time I've done this in a while, we actually went through the, the standby line for Rock and Roller Coaster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're just talking and we weren't really paying attention. And I realized at one point we're in sort of that last sort of octagonal tall room before you go into the mm-hmm. the, yeah. the room where the, the Fast Pass folks come in and, and then you kind of, there's some stuff in the walls and everything. And I looked over and my name and my city were on a digital like concert poster okay yes and then the lady like three behind me all of a sudden she made a noise and it was like you know you know you know don't yeah miss leslie from coral gables florida or whatever she's like oh that's my name y'all and i thought (laughs) okay i didn't i had i I had never paid attention so i think it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do and obviously it was just off the magic band you know we weren't fast pass we hadn't scanned anything we were just standing there and they clearly read you know the the chip in my head in my head or in my magic band or (laughs) yeah it, it was um and you know they can pull those elements off of your magic band. So it, it, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do with that kind yeah, of technology. I, because w- when you read some of the things about the the Star Wars hotel that's going to be built, and and a number of those other things that's that's going to make this really their first completely all immersive experience, where where you have the ability if you choose and and have the the, the money to do it, you can go to Florida. And do nothing but Star Wars for as long as you are able to afford it. Yeah, that's where you that's where you sleep, that's where you eat, that's where you play the whole nine yards. And and from what I've read, the technology is going to be there where they're going to be able to follow you. And when you, you know, ding up the Millennium Falcon on that ride, it's that that information is going to follow you because of what's on your Magic Band. So it's I, it's either going to be awesome, or creepy, or kind of a combination of the two. <laughs> I think it's going to be awesome because I I believe that everything is about perspective anyways. And I think when you go into that kind of environment, that is personalizing your trip. And I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I can imagine like wanted posters, you know, the first order is looking for mm-hmm. you. Have you seen this person? It would be like your kid or something. Yeah. Like, 
I'll yeah. never forget the first time we walked up. It was actually the rock and roller coaster. It was five minutes before our fast pass. They scanned my band in and went ding ding, and Cooper was with me, and his wasn't. He wasn't registered. He was like a few minutes early or something. And they said, "Hey Cooper, just come on back." And that's nice when you're in a crowd of people. Because if you say, hey, come on back, you got five people running to get in the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're fighting over people. So. Yeah. So. so, yeah, there's, um, so we were talking about the lightsabers. We were talking about, uh, oh, the, um, in addition to the lightsabers, you'll be able to buy replicas of famous lightsabers, of course. You know, the hilt. So you can get, like, um, Ahsoka Tano's or, um, Luke's or Vader's or Kylo Ren's, whatever, uh, stuff like that. <clears throat> They're going to have um, um, plush, of course. You got it's Disney. You got to have plush characters to buy. Um, so they're they're going to have things like the Puffer Pigs out of Re- Rebels, um, Wrath Tars. Um, I know there's a uh, a Tauntaun. I think a Wampa. Um, so all kinds of, you know. For your little kids or big kids, whatever, what have you, <laughs> um, we'll be able to get that stuff. And then uh, we were talking about the holocrons um, to go along with the lightsabers and the kyber crystals, um, restraining restraining bolt fridge mag- magnets like they have on you know R two has. Um, I thought that was clever, and like handcuffs. No, no, <laughs> no. In um, in like a New Hope, they when they buy R two and three PO, they have to put uh, they fit him the Jawas fit him with a restraining bolt. Oh yeah, so I remember he can't, that now. Yeah, yeah, so he can't okay. run off. Yeah. So yeah, so you can um, get one of those for for your fridge. Is there any truth to the rumor that the Mace Windu replica lightsaber has "Bad Mother" engraved on the bottom of it? I, like, <laughs> Jules's wallet because I would totally buy that. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would imagine there would uh, those would sell out pretty quickly because I don't think they'll do that at Things Remembered if you take it in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, kind of the last shop uh, is the name of it is at Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Um, so think a very eclectic merchandise things that are like dented he's found they're just on the wall they're not you know we're not talking like a gift shop where everything's on a peg you kind of have to go find it uh, more or less i don't i'm a little leery of that i'm not sure how well people are going to understand that at first your general public but um so i that, can't believe they haven't put a trading post in here like the jawa bar when you walk into Oh, when you traded with the Jawas, and you can trade with the Jawas. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I don't know why that went away. Um, I I imagine. I don't know. I mean, they haven't really talked about expanding any of this stuff into the regular park with the launch bay or the. um, I know the Jedi training is going to be moved eventually over into that area, um, or be a little bit different of an experience. But leaving Star Star Tours there untouched, I always thought that was kind of weird. I thought they would incorporate it a little bit more, change the story a little bit more. But but that stuff seems to be it's going to stick around the way it the way it is at least for now. But 
Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be awkward because you're going to come out of Star Tours, right? And you're going to have to walk past Muppets to yeah. get to to Galaxy's Edge. So I, I, I'm really curious to see how they're going to how they're going to f- kind of fix that that yeah. interruption in the theming. So. Yeah. Yeah, because I I can't imagine Miss Piggy dressed up as Leia and Gonzo as Darth Vader like they did in that episode of like the 1980 Muppet Show <laughs> is going to work. Done it before. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to fly. Um, but yeah, so no. Overall, I am super pumped about this. I've been listening and reading stuff all week. I just had to get some of it out. Had to talk with some folks about it, just because they look at me funny at work sometimes when I talk about this stuff. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to get there. I mean, it's opening way. I I was leery when I booked a trip in December of if we were going to get to see it or not. That's not true. He was like, "Oh, December. I mean, that's, we'll be fine." That's why I booked it. I was telling myself, "I'm like, it'll it'll be good. It'll be good." Well, he comes out of the room and he goes, "I just booked our trip for December next year." Yeah, before yeah, I, there was a bounce back offer, and I took advantage before we ever left our last trip. So and and now we're taking um, a newbie. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. So our next trip, we're going to have um, uh, our son's girlfriend's going to be traveling with us, and she really she's only done <laughs> she's only done um, two park days. I was going to say like a day or two, and didn't ride a, a whole lot. No meal lot. plan. Yeah. No rides. Yeah, yeah so, she's in for experience. She brings some new has shoes. No idea. She has no, no idea. <laughs> no clue. So yeah, so we're looking forward to that ourselves. Um, Justin, you've got you're always on a. I feel like you're always on a cruise or in Disneyland or. Yeah, we've um, we are actually booked in May um, on the DVC cruise mm-hmm. uh, where they're repositioning. I think it's the Wonder. Uh, up to Alaska for the for the summer Alaska cruises. So we leave out of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to stop in San Francisco and in Victoria, BC, and then we land in Vancouver. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of folks on the San Francisco day that are going to the to the Disney Family Museum. I was going to uh, ask we you. Haven't, you know, we we haven't figured out what we're doing there. I, I've got we've got some friends in San Francisco, and then. Um, but yeah, so and if you've never done a, a DVC member cruise, um, what everybody says is you essentially have to bring an extra bag uh, just for all of the free swag that you get. Oh, um, that's awesome! Yeah, you can go online and you can like people have laid out on their bed all of the free stuff, and <laughs> and essentially for two people it covers the bed. There's backpacks and towels and hats, and they got like a, a, a Disney Jenga game one year, and there's all this crazy stuff. Um, and with all of the new properties and all that sort of thing, uh, somebody uh, there's a theory going around that we're all going to get like a free year of Disney Plus when the streaming service comes out because it's right around that time, which I'd be okay oh, with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they and they have like special guests. Uh, like I think the one last year they had uh, Pete Doctor and Michael Giacchino, the wow. director and musical guy from a bunch of the Pixar things, and they come out and do you know talks and they have special artists that come on and do stuff and it's it, it's it's essentially just a floating city of mega disney nerds um <laughs> so i'm really really looking forward to it <laughs> and then i'm probably not back in the parks until probably february of next year probably another commando trip yeah um, well you hadn't so. been to you you'd been to disneyland but you hadn't been to walt disney world 
for a little while, right? I mean, it had been probably a year and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah. I remember us talking about that because you said it was like you hadn't been to Pandora quite yet. Yeah, I still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was it was good. Uh, yeah. We we really had a good time. So. Yeah, you had some good weather too. We had some other friends that were down there that same week from here. Yep. And it was they hadn't been there in a couple of years, and it was their first venture into Pandora and all that stuff. So they were really yeah. excited. So, anyways, um, any last minute thoughts, Jordan? I feel nothing. I feel like I know a lot more than I did <laughs> at the start of tonight. Hopefully, hopefully. And I'm a little more excited because I, yeah. I I was having a hard time visualizing. I mean, we've talked about this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but, we have. you know, as far as knowing what you would actually do when the rope drops and you walk in. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool stuff. So, and I think, um, I think it's going to only get better as it goes along. Um, I really do. I think, I, I, I don't expect it to stay in this one, what it is now. I mean, eventually we're going full Westworld, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we'll just move in. <laughs> yeah. Live there. Yeah. <laughs> They're building the hotel. I mean, come on. <laughs> so all right um jordan where can they find us most of the time hey find us on facebook kapow the pop culture podcast find us on twitter at the kapow podcast we got an email address Ooh. kapow, kapow oh, the, the pop, pop culture podcast, podcast at gmail. gmail.com yeah we're getting good at that we talk at the same time now <laughs> <laughs> chad michael murray yeah <laughs> so all right um anything justin anything you want to plug while you're at it or um not many plugs I, i've tried to turn some folks on to the podcast uh here yeah. recently so i'm i give a shout out to logan and josiah and anybody that uh might be listening because they were complaining that uh they hadn't had plugs i said you know get out there and give those five star reviews and, and i'll mention your name so yeah. y'all have better done it yeah we appreciate that always <laughs> It can't be, just be Jesse, guys. It can't just be Jesse. And Teasley. <laughs> so, all right. Um, as for us, we, I'm going to put this out as um, as a regular Kapow episode and a Mickey Bars podcast episode. So catch us both, both of those places. Um, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you can pretty much find a podcast now. So. <laughs> So with that, Jordan. Sounds good. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Alicia. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) And we'll catch you next time. My name is Jordan Liu. I'm Cliff Barnes. Alicia Barnes. I'm Justin. Bye forever. Oh, come on. (laughs) Nice. You're coming back. (laughs) Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.